Good evening, my name's Jeff. Great to be here with you tonight looking at this passage. Sometime over the last year or two, the Chinese government has started cracking down on the underground church and on foreign missionaries in particular. Uh, I know of one family who had been in the country for over 10 years, uh, but then all of a sudden had to evacuate their entire team uh, when their security got compromised. Just like that, uh, residents there for 10 years, grab your emergency bags and go. Now, uh, I want you to just stop for a moment and think about how painful that is, uh, how painful it would have been for them. Uh, Just have to to up and leave at at a moment's notice and leave everything that you've done behind. Uh, And here's the thing, even in this age of digital communication, they still don't know what's happened to their church. Uh, They haven't been able to contact them because of the security issues. Can you imagine what it's like? Uh, These people that they have have lived with and served with and loved for so many years and they have no idea what's going on. And just think about how uncertainly it is for the church uh, in China. Uh, The the church leader has had to to leave uh, urgently and and they're they're just on their own all of a sudden. Uh, Well, that situation uh, is happening in our world today and it's just like the situation in this passage in 1 Thessalonians. Paul uh, retells the story of how uh, himself and Silas and Timothy were ripped away from the Thessalonian church. And so we're going to dig into this passage and see what it has to say uh, to us uh, here uh, at St. Matthew's. So we're going to look at three things. We're going to see, firstly, Paul's emotion. And then we want to dig in behind that to his reason. And finally, we want to see his passion, his emotion, his reason, and his passion. So first, to to sense the emotion, we need to transport ourselves back uh, to Thessalonica, Uh, back precisely to the point where they get kicked out. Uh, Imagine the scene. Uh, Paul and Silas and Timothy are uh, in someone's house, in a back room, uh, hiding under some blankets, Uh, the doors locked, and there's a mob outside roaming the streets looking for them, uh, stirred up by uh, the Jews, uh, the jealousy of those in that city. And uh, they can hear the, the shouting and suddenly there's a roar. They've, they've found some Christians. They've found Jason and a few others. And they drag them out into the streets. And uh, Paul and the others are, are kind of buried down there. And they don't know what's happening. And finally they get word. Uh, Jason and the others are okay. They've been hauled before the city, uh, but posted out on bail. Um, they've let them go. But it's clear that Paul and the apostles can't stay, right? The the city is on a knife edge. And if they show their face, then Jason and the others are going to get rearrested and they'll all go to prison. And so they decide to leave. They wait for night, they put their cloaks over their head, they go to the city gate, they sneak out and they're gone. Acts tells us that Paul was there for three Sabbaths. That's it, three weeks. Uh, Three weeks, long enough to... Uh, start this little church, this group of believers, uh, long enough for uh, the jealousy of others to be aroused and for them to be run out of town. Uh, 
Can you imagine how they're feeling? Uh, Verse 17 uh, kicks it off and Paul says, it's like they were orphaned from them. Orphaned from them. Uh, In his autobiography, Tim Winton describes uh, the experience of having to go with his father, his father was a a local policeman, uh, to go with his father to tell a friend uh, that this friend's father had, had died. And uh, he describes it, he says it's like seeing a water buffalo felled by an axe. Just the, the shock of it. And that's how they feel, that they feel orphaned. And they're desperate, they're just desperate to get back there, uh, to find out how this church is going, to pick up where they left off. Have a look at verse 17. He says, out of our intense Longing, We made every effort to see you. Certainly I did, Paul, again and again. You can feel Paul's emotion because they desperately want to be there, but they can't. Uh, Verse 18 says that Satan blocked our way. Now, we're not told how uh, Satan blocked their way. Maybe it was the Thessalonian city officials uh, posting a guard, keeping watch for them. Uh, Maybe it was just the persecution of Paul and his friends just kept them on the run and they could never get back. Uh, Whatever it was, it was something evil that stood in the way of the gospel. That's what Satan does. He he stops the gospel uh, or seeks to. And so they're they're separated. And the worst thing is they're in the dark. Uh, Paul and the Thessalonians, neither of them knows how the other is doing. Now, mobile phones and social media has taken this experience away a little bit. Um, but kids, if you're here, you can talk to your parents about what it's like to not know what your friends are doing. Um, that's the, in the olden days, uh, that happened. Um, ta- chat with them later. And so Paul and the Thessalonians are in this situation. No idea, no way to communicate, uh, no word from each other. And so Paul's in anguish over them. And think about how the Thessalonians are feeling, this little church. These guys come in, they tell us this incredible gospel, and then they're gone three weeks later. And it causes this massive upheaval, and suddenly we're enemies in our own city, uh, and they just don't come back. They just disappear. And how do we know what's happened? And it was, it was three weeks. Why did they even come? Were they just out to get something from us? Uh, are they ever coming back? Are they okay? Have they just gone on to the next place and have they been killed? They've got no idea. And you can see how that might have been unsettling for them. And so Paul's desperate to see them again. And you see it in the decision to send Timothy, chapter 3, verse 1. He says, So when we could stand it no longer, we thought it best to be left by ourselves in Athens. Uh, when he says uh, we could stand it no longer, uh, it's, the, it's the word that gets used to describe something that's watertight, uh, like a flask or a water skin or something. And so he says it, it got to the point where we couldn't hold it in any longer. We're like a pipe just about to burst. That our, our emotion was so strong, we couldn't not send Timothy. We had to. Uh, even though they needed him in Athens, even though it was risky for him, uh, they were desperate to find out. The question is, why? Uh, what's the reason? That, that's Paul's emotions. What's the reason? What's behind that? Why are they so desperate to find out what's going on? Uh, well, the reason 
is their faith. Have a look with me if you've got a Bible open. Uh, We're going to scan through the passage because the the focus of this whole passage is on that. It's on their faith. Uh, Chapter 3, verse 5. For this reason, when I could stand it no longer, I sent to find out about your faith. Verse 2. We sent Timothy to strengthen and encourage you in your faith. Uh, Verse 6. But Timothy has just now come to us from you and has brought good news about your faith and love. Verse 7, Therefore, brothers and sisters, in all our distress and persecution, we were encouraged about you because of your faith. And verse 10, Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. That's the reason. That's uh, why he's so emotional about the Thessalonians. He's in anguish over their faith to find out if they are standing firm in the Lord. Uh, The Thessalonians' faith was uh, the object of all Paul's work, all his uh, tears, all his prayers, the things that they risked everything for. In fact, he says it's them. Uh, Not just their friendship or their personality, but them, they're standing in the Lord. Uh, They are uh, what he is so obsessed about. And the reason that their faith matters is because of the return of Jesus. Now, that's the theological reason that stands behind all this emotion from Paul. Have a look, it's there in verse 19. Uh, he says, For what is our hope, our joy, or the crown in which we will glory in the presence of our Lord Jesus when he comes? Is it not you? Indeed, you are our glory and joy. Uh, The Thessalonians' uh, faith is what he is so uh, passionate about because the Lord Jesus is returning. Because they will stand in the presence of the Lord Jesus when he comes. Uh, In the Roman world, that same word is used to describe uh, when Caesar would come to a new city, it would be a coming he would come with all his kind of glory and, and ceremony and shower his gifts and blessings everywhere. And it was the mark of a new era, uh, this uh, new age of a new Caesar. And so Paul picks up that word and he says, uh, that's like Jesus. When Jesus comes, it's the ultimate coming of a new king and a new reign. And he, he goes there in his mind's eye and he, he just thinks about it. He thinks, I'll be there rescued by, by Jesus, and, and he'll be there. And you Thessalonians, you'll be there, and that will be my joy, the fact that you're there, the fact that God has used me to rescue you. In fact, uh, literally, Paul says, it's his crown of boasting, uh, which, if you say it like that, sounds way too arrogant for, for our blood. Um, but it's not that he's kind of boasting over God. I think it's, it's like the way that you boast... Uh, if you saw Roger Federer win the Australian Open, you'd, you'd kind of, you'd boast about it. You'd say, I was there, I saw it happen. I, I watched him hit the, the winning stroke. But it's, kind of, it's even more than that, isn't it? Uh, because God has used Paul and his friends in their labours for the gospel. God has used them to, to start this church 
in his plans to rescue these people. And so there'll be glory in that. The coming of Jesus is a a day of glory and joy as people find their home with the God who has saved them. And so uh, Paul just can't help but look forward to that day and feel joy to think of the glory of that day. And that's why he feels so much anguish now when he doesn't know because he has so much joy bound up in the Thessalonians standing firm to, un, until that day. Uh, he's seen these people go from death to life. He's seen them lost and just at the mercy of these pagan gods and he's seen them uh, under the weight of the Jewish law and set free. And so he has so much joy to think of that day when the Lord Jesus comes and they will be standing in Christ then. That's the reason. That's uh, why he's so committed uh, to getting back to them because he wants to secure their faith. Uh, They sent Timothy to strengthen their faith and chapter 3, verse 3, so that no one would be unsettled by these trials. It's a genuine worry for Paul that the the trials that he's experiencing will unsettle this church that he's left behind. The guy who told them the gospel has had to run away. So how are they going to be left feeling if if you bundle him out of the city and you don't hear from him again? Uh, Paul's worried, it seems, that the tempter might slither in and make them wonder, does Paul really care for us? Uh, Is Jesus really in control if this is what happens to his messengers? And so that's why it's such a relief when Timothy comes back with his good report in verse, verse 6 that, uh, that they're standing firm, that you long to see us, verse 6, just as we also long to see you. It's, it's good news. It's, it's joyous news for Paul because they haven't let go of Jesus and uh, the apostles' own persecution hasn't made them think, oh, this is, this is rubbish, they're just weaklings. No, they still had the same affection. And so before that, Paul had been kind of walking around half dead, it seems, you know, hardly sleeping, uh, too worried to eat. And then verse 8, he says, Now we really live. Now we really live since you are standing firm in the Lord. See that reason? That's the reason. They're standing firm in the Lord, ready for that last day. So we've seen uh, Paul's emotion, we've seen uh, the reason, the reason, their faith uh, and them standing firm until the day the Lord Jesus returns. And now we want to see his passion. Uh, Let's gather this up. His passion is there the whole way through. His passion is building their faith. That's what his passion is for. Uh, You see it in the way he still wants to visit them, right? Uh, Timothy comes with his report, and Timothy's report isn't like a CEO's uh, quarterly business statement, um, you know, where he kind of gets the report in and he thinks, oh, good, I'm, I'm glad that that branch is doing okay. Tick that one off the list, onto the next one. No, uh, Paul is desperate. He still wants to go back. Verse 10 says Paul is still praying night and day that he can get back there. Why? To supply what is lacking in their faith. That's his passion. Uh, I always find surfers to be this kind of 
crazily passionate type people. Whenever I talk to one, they're always desperate to get back out in the water. And and Paul's like a a surfer with a broken leg, and he's just begging the doctor, uh, you know, when can I get the cast off? I want to get back in the water. And you see his, his passion for building faith in his prayer at the end. He's praying that God would increase their love, that God would strengthen their hearts so that they will keep standing firm in Christ, keep trusting Jesus, blameless and holy for the day that Jesus returns, the end in sight. Paul's passion is to establish and strengthen the faith of others. Now, that's how the church gets started. That's why he's so uh, anxious about them. That's why he sends Timothy, and that's why he's aching to return, to build their faith. Uh, Emotion, reason, and passion. So let's ask the question, how does that connect with us? Uh, because in lots of ways, that, this chapter really feels like an extreme example, right? Uh, this is uh, Paul, the apostle, uh, who's been commissioned by Jesus to plant these churches. Uh, and they're fa- facing serious persecution. And so this is like an extreme spiritual relationship in an extreme situation. Um, but in some ways, I think that that extreme circumstance... Uh, really just highlights something that is true for all of us. It kind of crystallises something that's true for Christians everywhere. Uh, That is, I think Paul is describing all this emotion, everything that he's been through to the Thessalonians in this letter so that they might share something of his passion for themselves standing firm in the Lord and that they might make that their passion as well in their church. And so we uh, should be making that same passion ours, uh, securing faith, seeing people stand firm in trusting Jesus, making that our joy, making that our passion. And so I just want to make uh, a couple of quick remarks about that, if, if that is true. I think if that is our passion, if that's going to be our passion, then we will be passionate about people, passionate about people. Uh, Paul wasn't worried about any books that he'd left behind or the church structures that he'd kind of set up back in Thessalonica. Uh, No, it was the people. He says to the Thessalonians, you are my joy. Uh, And he wants to be with them. He's desperate to to be with them face to face. And so uh, we ought to be passionate about people, passionate about one another here, uh, being with each other uh, here at church, at growth group during the week. Uh, being together uh, is part of how we build one another up in faith. I don't know if you currently uh, feel a deep anguish if you can't make it to church, um, but maybe if someone physically stopped you, if you couldn't come, if you were prevented Uh, maybe then we'd feel something of that emotion, uh, that anguish, that desperate desire to be back with our brothers and sisters. We'd feel it like Paul does. So firstly, if we're going to have Paul's passion, then we'll be passionate about people. And secondly, if we're going to have Paul's passion, then we'll be passionate about faith, passionate about building 
each other's trust in what Jesus has done through the gospel. Uh, We won't be unmoved when someone drifts away from the faith, away from Jesus. Uh, We will share Paul's intense longing for them. Paul's, Paul's longing that people would stand firm in the Lord. And I know that that's true. I know that uh, many people here uh, feel that very strongly for family and friends, uh, for people who have been unsettled by trials. And this passage says that's right. It's right to feel that way. And we should pray. And we should pray for openings to reconnect those people with the gospel, that they might stand firm in Christ on the day he returns. And I also want to say uh, we want to be passionate about faith and if you're part of this church, uh, then you already do contribute to the faith of others, uh, even if uh, in small ways, whether that's uh, with a word of encouragement uh, as you come to church, whether that's as you play in the band, sing to one another, uh, when you turn up each week, uh, you share in that joy, the joy of striving together to help each other stand firm in the Lord. And if you're here, part of St Matthew's, then you are contributors uh, to the faith of people who aren't even here yet. Uh, As you pray for evangelism, for our mission partners, uh, as you get involved in that, as you uh, give to support the ministry here at St Matt's, as the gospel goes out from us, uh, God will use that to bring people to faith and that ought to be a profound joy for us all when we hear of people being baptised, coming into the family of God, standing firm in Jesus, uh, we should look forward to that day when Jesus will return and think there is glory and joy in seeing others there standing with Jesus. Passionate about people, passionate about faith. Uh, The missionary family I mentioned at the start uh, who had to leave China, uh, they haven't given up They've essentially just moved to the closest safe place that you can get to China and they've set up shop there and they've started working there. Uh, Passionate about building faith, doing whatever they can to help people stand in Christ. And we want to be like that. People who are passionate about people, passionate about building faith because we can see the return of Jesus coming.